Is Coach John Calipari pondering a move to the NBA? We talk about that on today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You are Locked on Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Daw, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. This episode of Locked On Kentucky is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way that you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. There's no sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups that you choose. You can sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about a plethora of things. Going to be talking about Kentucky football's pro day. Oscar Shebway, officially the Naismith Award winner, and he's got about 30 other awards uh, that we can talk about. And that is no exaggeration. I have a page full of awards that he's won that we're going to go over today. And then also, we're going to go ahead and jump into this right here. Coach John Calipari, is he considering a move to the NBA. Well, NBA, edit, NBA editor Sean Devaney says that there is, quote, a growing buzz that Kentucky coach John Calipari is willing to explore leaving Kentucky. Saw an article uh, put out about this. I believe it was heavy.com. And uh, Sean Devaney is an NBA editor over at that website. And here's another quote from Devaney. And I believe he said this on a YouTube live stream. He said, quote, and, and this is specifically in relation to the Lakers because there are rumors out there that he may be interested in making a move to the Los Angeles Lakers. When you were talking about the Lakers, you are talking about a coaching vacancy. I think it is required. You have to mention John Calipari is a possibility. That's what Devaney detailed just a couple of days ago on April 2nd. He also said this, quote, Now I have heard that Calipari would be willing to consider leaving Kentucky. He is a god there for sure, and it is a comfortable situation, but the college game is getting tougher and tougher, and the pro game does have big money. You can kick back and collect, and you don't have to worry about recruiting. Calipari with the Lakers? Why not? You would probably have to have some GM say, some personnel say, but if there's a guy who has the reputation to come in and rescue that situation, it might be him in quote very interesting stuff obviously I feel like you hear something like this every single offseason and with the heat that the fans are attempting to put on him this season I mean uh, I, I assumed that something like this would come around at some point uh, we heard I'll, I'll, I'll say this we've heard guys in the past say that coach Cal moving to opposing teams is a, is a done deal for instance Rex, Rex Chapman I believe it was 2014 uh, came out on Twitter and was like, yeah, uh, Coach Calipari to to, uh, to the Los Angeles Lakers is a done deal. So I don't really know what to believe here. I don't know if there's any legitimate uh, legitimate soap smoke here. I will say this, and this is in complete con- uh, contrast with what Devaney said in his article. He noted that Calipari w- was a god, so to speak, at Kentucky, and he said also it's a comfortable situation. Uh, if you have been... whether it be in Lexington or on message boards talking about Kentucky athletics, talking with friends about Kentucky athletics, talking with friends who aren't even Kentucky fans about what's going on uh, with the basketball program. I think a lot of people would agree it's not a comfortable situation. 
it's not an easy place for Calipari to be in. A lot of people are upset with what he's got going on, especially considering that he was uh, he was unable to pull at least one NCAA tournament victory uh, out of a season where you had the National Player of the Year. We're going to go over his accolades, by the way. You've got that kid on roster, and you couldn't you couldn't make a run at the title. You couldn't win a game. Uh, so so I, I think that Devaney is quite frankly completely wrong there uh, in assuming that this is a this is a comfortable situation and that he is a god at Kentucky. And I really don't like using that uh, terminology. I would strongly push back on that. I, I would say that if you if you have an ear close to the program, which I wouldn't necessarily say I'm the best person to talk to about that, uh, if you go on any message board or if you talk to people uh, around the program, you're going to find out, yeah, not, not a lot of people are happy right now. And then also, I'll say this, it, it, he, he kind of, he kind of, argues with himself he's like well he's he's uh, definitely in a great spot at, at Kentucky oh but the game's getting tougher and tougher oh but he's in a great spot like it like it's it's either it's either one or the other because if you saw this past season you would know not only is he not in a good spot but also the road is in fact getting tougher and tougher and this is something we talked about before on the show this is actually something we talked about in the recap episode whenever we uh, we got to detail why exactly Kentucky lost to St. Peter's and we talked about the fact that, you know, Texas and Oklahoma are coming to the SEC here in just a couple of years, and nothing is going to get easier for Cho- uh, Coach John Calipari from here on out. Literally nothing. And we've already gotten to see a little bit of a dip in recruiting. We've got a couple of five stars coming in, but that's literally it, too, guys. I believe it's 24th nationally, the class is, according to 24-7 Sports. He's not in a great situation. And I have put out two different podcasts now explaining why I don't think he's going to to leave or be let go, at least right now. And the optimist within me says that things are going to work out. And I've tried to explain my opinion on that, and I've tried to put that perspective out there. And you, you, you look through message boards, you talk with people on social media, and I'm not going to lie, I, I've run into several opposing viewpoints that have made me think about the situation. And here's where I stand on it right now. I believe that Coach Calipari will, will get a one or two more years, one or two, depending on how this season goes. I'm very intrigued to see what happens with this season. And if he doesn't put together something impressive, I, uh, I, I'm concerned about his future with the program. Or if I were him, I would be concerned. And I don't necessarily know what defines success. I think that it, it's maybe like a Sweet 16 and Elite 8 run to keep things afloat. But he's got to be able to have tournament success. And we've talked about before on the show about how, look, it's so hard to win in the NCAA tournament. It's so hard. But you got to be able to, to put together a squad at some point. I mean, we're, we're going on three years now where we've not been able to win a tournament game. Recruiting's not great. You're trying to you're trying to patchwork together a group of five stars and transfers, which we've seen works. We've seen different teams put it to put it together and make that style of play work. That's definitely a recipe for success. But the guys he's attempting to put together, I don't know if they're championship caliber. 
Um, I think that you definitely could have said if all, and we've talked about this before on the show, if all things went perfectly for Kentucky basketball this past season, I think they make a deep run. I think they have a shot at a national title. But I don't know if they would have won a national title. Would have been, it would have been difficult. So he's got all these different things going against him. And I say, let's give it a couple more years. And if somebody comes along within that time period that the program believes could potentially be worth Calipari's buyout, or potentially if Cal finds a situation where he wants to bow out and go to somewhere like the NBA, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. I don't, I don't, I don't, think, he leaves, I don't think he leaves now. I don't think he leaves this summer. No, I, I, don't, I don't think that happens. But I, I do think that we could see something like that on the horizon. Very interested to see what happens this season with John Calipari. I'll also say this. I, I do think that a move to the NBA would make a little sense for Coach Cal. And I, I think that, that Devaney makes a good point. You don't have to worry about recruiting. And I've seen a lot of fans bring this up, and I brought this up recently on the show, is I think Calipari's system works best whenever you have the five-star talent, the elite talent. So when the offensive system runs best. Of course, I'll also say this. They run sets in the NBA, and I'm just curious to see what Coach Cal would do offensively. Uh, I'm curious to see what that looks like. Uh, but, but I think he could find some, some uh, success. I definitely think that, that it's realistic to think that his next move, if he does have one before retiring, is to go to the NBA. But I don't think anything happens this season. And if he does build on what he's got going on, if he is able to put together a Sweet 16, an Elite 8, a Final Four run within the next couple of seasons, I don't think I see him leaving the Wildcats. But yeah, a lot of people are very upset with him right now. And uh, this is uh, an interesting rumor that is being spread right now. All right. I want to talk about Kentucky football's pro day. I want to talk about what happened there in just a second. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends at Stat Hero Tonight, guys, it's the national title. I believe the national title is at 820 uh, Central, which is not great for me. <laughs> um, but it, let me tell you what this championship will be great for outside of just sitting there and acknowledging the fact that Kentucky blew both Kansas and North Carolina out, you can try your hand at some of Stat Hero's NCAA single-game pick'ems instead of focusing on the fact that you hate these two teams playing <laughs> as a Kentucky fan. Kentucky, uh, excuse me, Stat Hero's NCAA single-game pick'ems pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling, so you can start focusing on the players that you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads long odds, or funky props. In addition to their pick'em games, Stat Hero also has dozens of lineups that you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players that you choose. Uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you right now, if I was hedging any bets with Stat Hero, I would strongly consider taking any sort of Caleb Love over uh, Remy Martin. Both two really, really talented players, but Caleb Love for North Carolina playing out of his mind right now. Uh, I think that would be an interesting bet with, uh, with Stat Hero's head-to-head contests. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing within minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. You can sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on using promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. 
Terms and conditions apply. All right, moving along here on the Monday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw here with you. Ran a little along there talking about Coach Cal's potential departure for the NBA. Going to talk here for a minute about Kentucky's Pro Day. They had a bunch of guys working out, some of them coming back this season, some of them looking to potentially get drafted. Going to go over some of the notable names and what we, what we saw out of them. Luke Fortner, going to start here with him. He's one of the guys that we noted, or a lot of sources noted, including myself, noted as a riser uh, after Kentucky's Pro Day, and he's been on the rise since making the move to center. Uh, according to Bleacher Report, according to some reports I saw out there after getting to see him uh, perform at Kentucky's Pro Day, says that he's a potential starter. He's got some athleticism for a guy uh, of his size, and according to Bleacher Report, he's a third-round projection. It's not just Bleacher Report. I saw a lot of different different places saying mid-third-round pick. Again, he showed athleticism, and then he also showed, showed some strength. 31 reps on bench for Luke Fortner. Kentucky continues to pump out offensive linemen, and I think Fortner's one of the, one of the next guys that's going to be very solid at the next level. Uh, some sources also say that he is potentially going to be either a very high-level backup or he is going to be a solid starter. Those are some of the projections out there for Luke Fortner, a riser after Kentucky's pro day. Wandale Robinson had a really, really good pro day in terms of just showing off what he's able to do. Uh, very, very solid hands. Uh, as we all know, 104 receptions for the Wildcats this past season. The issue with Wandale Robinson's pro day, he measured in at five foot eight with 28-inch arms, and obviously the size, you can't change anything. That is what it is, and Wandale's just going to have to make the most of it. Be interesting to see where he lands in the NFL draft. I believe he is going to get drafted. I think he's too talented of a route runner not to. But this is something that On3 said, Kentucky Sports Radio said in an article, quote, Robinson had some good moments in the latest draft workout as he posted an impressive 19 reps on the bench to go with some flashy route running and ball tracking and pass drills. However, the size is it, it is what it is, and that is not going to change, end quote. So there you go. Wanda Robinson, uh, very, very solid, but the size is what some NFL teams are currently knocking. By the way, I don't know if you knew this, but every single NFL team was in attendance for Kentucky's Pro Day. Just shows you the state of the program and shows you where Mark Stoops currently has everybody. That is, that is very, very impressive to me. Again, I, I cannot state this enough. I feel like I've, done the, I've said this four or five times now. I think Kentucky football is, um, is in a great position to have a very special season. I know 10 wins in 2018 and 10 wins this past season was, was great. I think they're in position... I think they're in position to potentially win the East. And I genuinely believe that. That's not a hot take. That's not me being biased. Uh, that's me trying to be obje objective. I genuinely believe they have got a shot. Josh Paschal, uh, projected as a day two selection, mid-third round pick, just like Fortner. Fantastic run stopper for the Wildcats. Uh, according to some, uh, some reports out there after uh, getting to witness the pro day, he lacks a little bit of speed, but he's got great physicality obviously, as a, as a solid run stopper. Ran a 4.77 at the NFL Combine, and that's obviously concerning to some people. But he's still going to end up being a, a mid to late third rounder. So I believe Pascal, Robinson, Fortner, those guys will all get drafted. And how about Terry Wilson? Coming back from New Mexico to throw with the guys at Kentucky's Pro Day. Talked about how this feels like home for him and talked about how much he enjoyed getting to, uh, to participate 
and Kentucky's uh, Kentucky's pro day. Absolutely love our guy Terry Wilson. Uh, he had a solid day, threw the ball around the yard, very accurate. Loved what I saw out of Terry Wilson. Dare Rosenthal, another offensive lineman for the Wildcats. I don't know where this guy's going to go, and quite frankly, neither does on three. Read a report about him, just trying to figure out, okay, what's this guy's what's this guy's ceiling? And the article is just like, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know either. And I, I didn't. I didn't get to see Rosenthal perform. Does he get drafted? Don't know. I don't know. Yusuf Corker apparently had a solid pro day as well. Somebody that you do not want to sleep on. And then Josh Ali and Justin Rigg both performed, but according to On Three, they were not able to run their forties. weren't at a, They were not a hundred percent. And then the final guy that I wanted to noted or wanted to note. Well, good English there, Lance. Will Levis apparently wowed some people with his arm talent. Apparently was throwing the ball around the yard and was very, very impressive with what he was doing uh, from an arm strength standpoint. So I just wanted to run down what kind of happened at Kentucky's Pro Day, some of the interesting things that I noted. So yeah, there you go. I really want to be talking about more Kentucky football uh, down the road because I uh, there's a lot of negativity surrounding the basketball program right now. And sure, you could capitalize on it. Sure, you could really try and drum up some of the drama. Sure, you could throw out a hot take like, I think Kentucky's going to win the title or I think Coach Cal should be fired right now. You could say all those different things if you're in a position like, like I am. But I'm trying to just genuinely speak my mind on the situation and, and give my genuine opinion. And so with all this negativity, I just want, I want to be optimistic. Uh, but it, 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 the, the fan base is still stung from... A round of 64 exit, which I can completely understand. I can completely understand. All right. Going to talk about Oscar Shibway winning the Naismith Award and about 35 different others. Going to talk about that in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about our friends at BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your sports betting needs and sports Info for all the find all the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters Championship odds, podcast interviews for all the different leagues this season. Bet online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That's betonline.net, where the game starts. All right, wrapping up the Monday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Daw here with you. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first li- listen every single day. Oscar Sheebway, you can hear my notes flipping around in the back here. The, the Naismith Award winner. Congratulations to Sheebway for winning uh, a, one of his many awards down in New Orleans. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can kind of see it. That's the list of his awards. He, he's got a ton. And we'll, we'll, we may run down every single one. But I want to talk about what the uh, the press release said about Shibwe. Said he's the second recipient of the honor in uh, program history. The only other guy to get it, Anthony Davis, in 2012. The final wooden uh, wooden award will be announced on Tuesday, so that will be tomorrow. Shibwe is looking to become the first player in program history to become a unanimous selection for Player of the Year, and I personally believe that he should. If it's not Ochai Abaji. Uh, I think it should be Shibwe. The article also noted that Shibwe uh, not only averaged a double-double, but did so with a considerable margin, averaging a team-best 17.4 points per game and a nation-leading 15.1 rebounds per game. He's the first Division I player 
to average at least 15 points and at least 15 rebounds since Drake's, Lewis Lloyd, and Alcorn State's Larry Smith each did during the 1979 to 1980 season. First major conference player with at least 16 points and 15 rebounds for a season since Bill Walton back in 1972. Very impressive and so dominant what Shibuya's been able to do this season. I remember asking you guys uh, a few weeks ago, is Shibuya the best player of the Cal era or, or is he top three? And I got to ask you guys of that on Rupp Raptors and a lot of you shared your opinion on Shibuya and most of you said top three or two and some of you said over Davis uh, he's just been incredibly dominant for the Wildcats this season. It goes back to my frustration I was talking about the, at the beginning of the episode. It's like, I understand that the wheels kind of fell off the bus, uh, and some of them fell off, and there was nothing that Kentucky could do about it. Um, but Kentucky shot themselves in the foot against St. Peter's, and um, it's a shame that a kid like Shibway could not get a chance to make a deeper run than he did. Article also noted that Shibway is a consensus All-American, crowd at least 10 boards in all but two games this season, and finished the season with 21 straight games with double-digit rebounds. Also concluded the season with 16 straight double-doubles, the longest streak since uh, complete game-by-game rebounding records were kept, dating back to 1969 for the Wildcats. Shibway totaled 28 double-doubles this season, which is a new Kentucky single-season record. Again, just so, so dominant. And then also, and we've talked about this before, Shibuya on the, on the defensive end, he's the, he's the second Wildcat since the 1978-79 season to finish the year leading the team in points per game, rebounds per game, steals per game, and blocks per game, and a field goal percentage with a minimum of 100 attempts, shooting 60.6% on the year. Anthony Davis was the only other to achieve that feat. And then I want to run down some of the awards here because, I mean, this list is absolutely ridiculous. You've got your Naismith Player of the Year like we just talked about. You've got the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award. You've got the Oscar Robinson Trophy, the AP Player of the Year, the NABC National Player of the Year, the Big Man of the Year, NABC Big Man of the Year. He was a consensus All-America First Team guy, a Wooden Award All-America First Team guy, US or BWA First Team All-American NABC, first-team All-American. AP, first-team All-American, blah, blah, blah. He was a SEC player of the year. <laughs> defensive, uh, defensive team in the SEC, all-SEC first team. SC, er, CBS Sports National Player of the Year. USA Today National Player of the Year. USA Today All-American. Sports Illustrated All-American. Field of 68 National Player of the Year. Do they have enough credibility to be noted like that? I don't know. I don't have anything against Field of 68. I, I, I quite frankly, actually like them a lot. But yeah, he's got just so many different accolades this season. And man, it's a shame that he didn't get to go on a run this season. Here's the thing, though. He was on television, and he was asked by John Rothstein, one of my favorite in, in the basketball business, he's like, are you coming back to Kentucky next season? And Sheepway said, I'm praying about it. I'm thinking about it. And it's going to be, whatever decision I make is going to be what God wants for me. He's seeking God's will in this situation. He's seeking what God believes is best for Shibwe, and I commend that, uh, and, I, and I do hope that Shibwe makes the right decision for his future. We've talked about this before on the pod. There's the balance between coming back 
earning earning more money with NIL or potentially making the jump to the NBA and potentially developing and get getting second round money, which I think is what what Sheboy's projected to be right now, and getting to provide for his family. Uh, he's obviously got a very difficult decision to make of whether or not he comes back. You also run the risk of potentially. Uh, tanking your draft stock if you were to get injured at Kentucky next season or if you were not to perform as as well as you did this season. You also have the chance to develop. So, I mean, it's a really, really tough decision for Shibway to make. So, I just hope that he's able to uh, to process all of this, obviously getting all these different awards and stuff. Hope he takes his time. Hope he really thinks on it. And I hope, genuinely hope, it's not necessarily, I would like for him to come back, but I want him to make the best decision for himself. Uh, really, really hope he makes the best decision for himself. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hey, thank you so much for making Locked on Kentucky your first listen every single day. Now make your second listen of the day, Locked on NFL Draft with Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring you the NFL Draft uh, every single day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnUK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDahl underscore, and you can also follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Have a great day, everybody, and God bless.